Welcome to the Lifehouse Church Podcast. More information about Lifehouse and our senior pastors, Richard and Helen Kabakian, can be found at lifehouse.com.au. We hope you enjoy the following message. Today, I'd love to share a message with you called Big Purpose, Small Steps. Have you ever reached that point in your life where you have stopped and asked, what is my purpose? Or what is the meaning of life? I remember when I was just 10 years old, my sister was in year 12 and she did this large assignment on the meaning of life. And in this assignment, she used cartoon depictions and she used Bible quotes and she used lots of different sources to try and answer this huge question, what is the meaning of life? And I remember at just being 10 thinking, of course, my sister was amazing, but I didn't fully comprehend this huge question at such a young age. But over the years, we've, we've kept that assignment in my mum's home and I've looked over it a few times and it's incredible what my sister put in. At, she was only a teenage herself and I just think that it's a huge question and I know when we have that question, where to turn to and who to turn to and that is the Word of God and our Creator, God Himself. You see, just like this assignment my sister put together to try and answer this question, what is the meaning of life? She had a lot of different sources she used to try and answer the question. And just that's just like our own lives. We've had a lot of different sources input to who we are and how we view the world. So we've got, all got different inputs through our family, our upbringing, our view of God or how we don't view him. It's all different for all of us, but we have one very large component that we have in common, and that is we have all been created by God. Whether we've believed that to be true yet or not, it is truth, and God has created each one of us uniquely and purposely, and we have a huge purpose in God. And so it's a huge thing the way we view our our world and how we see things and what the frame is that we use. But God, when we come to Him, He enables us to shift and change and, and see things how they really are and how He designed them to be. You see, you are heaven sent. You have been created in God's image, in His likeness, to be known and loved by Him. Life is short this side of eternity. Our days are numbered. Charles W. Colson put it this way, genuine Christianity is more than just a relationship with Jesus as expressed in personal piety, church attendance, Bible study, and works of charity. It is more than discipleship, more than believing a system of doctrines about God. Genuine Christianity is a way of seeing and comprehending all reality. It is a worldview. This Christian worldview packages a uniquely designed purpose for our lives individually and collectively. It's big and beautiful, but not overwhelming when we follow the steps God asks us to take. Big purpose, small steps is how I'm presenting this message today because I want us to all understand that God has this big plan for our lives, but not to be overwhelmed by that, not to think I'm not good enough, but 
he breaks it down for us in just small faith steps so that we can see where we're headed, that God's got good things ahead for each one of us. He's uniquely designed us, but all we have to take is that next step of faith to get to where we're going. So today I have two big purpose truths and two small steps we can take to allow align our lives with his purpose. The first big purpose truth is God's purpose is bigger than my plan. Ephesians 2 verse 10 says, We have become his poetry, a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each one of us. For we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. God's purpose is bigger than my plan. We are not on earth for a self-improvement journey. There is more. As a teenager, I had a lot of self-orientated goals and dreams. I was a gymnast and I spent a lot of my time training, thinking about gymnastics, planning my goals for gymnastics and You know, that wasn't altogether a bad thing. God had given me this talent that I was pursuing and I loved it. But I found most of the time at that age, I just dreamt and planned and set these goals. And I said, okay, now God, you bless me. God, you protect me. You keep me safe. You you come and help me achieve this, but this is what I'm doing. You know, I kind of started with me and believed for God's blessing. And of course, God was there for me. He, he, I had a relationship with Him and I walked with Him and, and I journeyed and that made me stronger trusting in God. And I know He did a lot through my life in those years, but there's more to our lives than just attaching God to our dreams and our vision and what we want to achieve. God has a bigger purpose for our lives and it's not just for me and mine, but it's for them and theirs. God has more. He's got more influence for our lives than what we can achieve on our own. He's got more than just reaching those individual goals that we have. He's got more and this is how we're going to walk it out. We've got some steps to take in faith. Are you with me today? Can we do that? You see, as a teenager, I had these plans And God did bless me. He was with me. But then something happened, something huge actually, where, um, you know, I was used to overcoming injury in the gym and I had hiccups along the way, but I kept pursuing and, and God, you know, so often worked small miracles in my life when I would quickly heal and get back to it. But at age 16, I was run over by a tractor, not something you hear every day, on my grandparents' farm. And you see, this actually took me out of gymnastics for quite a while. In fact, I almost died. And we won't get too much into the details today, but it was huge. I was in a coma for two weeks. I was operated on several times and each time was an emergency. They told my parents that I would probably die and they needed to operate, but I'd probably die anyway. And so they're big words to hear. But my mum is a woman of faith and she went to her Bible and claimed this, this verse over my life. Psalm 118 verse 17. I shall not die but live and will proclaim what the Lord has done. You see, at that time, 
my purpose, well, what I sort of saw for myself was all attached to my gymnastics dreams and goals. And all of a sudden, this huge turn of events came out of nowhere and it could have left me in the path of disaster. It could have left me dead. But instead, God turned it around for good and showed me that my purpose was greater than just my gymnastics goals and my gymnastics career. But in fact, God had called me to actually share what He had done in my life. And I didn't die. I lived and I now proclaim what the Lord has done. And you know, that's not the only thing He's done in me. And whether or not you've been run over by a tractor, I'm sure there's not many people out there. I know that given the opportunity, God will do some great things in your life. And we're here to talk about it. We're here to spread the good news. And God has a huge purpose for your life. So my plans were interrupted, but God had a bigger purpose in what He wanted to do in my life. So I learned then, as I continued to dream and and you know, have vision for my life. I actually did return to gymnastics after all of that. God is good. But more than that, I've then learned to ask the question, am I attempting to attach God to my life or am I attaching my life to Him? Ever seen a kid at an awesome theme park, right? They're having, you know, the greatest time. And then it's time to leave and you've got to walk through the gift shop. I don't know why they do it. Well, I do. They want more money at the end, right? And the kid just loses it. They have this, you know, tantrum over needing this toy at the end of an amazing day. They're walking through the gift shop and they need this toy and, you know, their life is over because they can't get this toy at the end of the day. And, you know, so often we can forget that God has this huge, amazing plan for us and we can get fixated on perhaps just like that child you know, in the gift store, the toy that we didn't get, you know, or the the little opportunity that we missed. But we need to look at the bigger picture and remember that we're not going to miss out when we're walking out God's dream for our life because there's a whole theme park out there for us to live and dreams that will satisfy us richly when we follow God's way. We don't need to focus on, you know, that one missed opportunity because God knows the bigger picture And we won't miss out on anything when we, you know, pursue what God has for our lives. There may be time of sacrifice and there might be times where we think we've missed out, but ultimately we need to trust that God knows better and He's got big things for us. The small step to help help us walk out this truth that God's purpose is bigger than my plan is make our thoughts obedient to Christ. We need to choose daily to make our thoughts obedient to Christ. You see, a large part of walking out our purpose in a spirit-led way is leading our thought life and making our thoughts obedient to Christ. 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5 says, We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Why do we do that? Because it keeps us fixed on the truth of God's word. We can so often, you know, even 
start to understand this amazing big plan that God has for us, but then we get distracted. Something happens. We get sidetracked. But taking our thoughts captive brings us back to the truth and brings us back on His path for our lives. It's not about always getting it right or being perfect, but the Word of God always brings us back to truth. And so catching those negative thoughts, catching those wrong thoughts about our purpose or, you know, getting caught up in that, we need to speak God's truth and take those thoughts captive so that we can keep going in the direction that God has planned for our lives. The second big purpose truth is God unlocks our unique purpose through encounter. God has described himself both in the Old and New Testament as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God, sorry, God called Jacob to be a great nation. But before he had encountered God for himself, his mum, Rebecca, had encountered God in regards to the twins that were in her womb. We read in Genesis 25, verse 23, it says, The Lord said to her, Two nations are in your womb, and two peoples from within you will be separated. One people will be stronger than the other, and the older will serve the younger. So this was Rebecca encountering God for her twins and what was in store for them. And so before Jacob had encountered God for himself, he tried to manipulate the blessing of the birthright from his older brother Esau, when God had already planned for him to be stronger, to become a great nation. He didn't need to manipulate for what was already his. But once Jacob had encountered God, his purpose was unlocked and he went from manipulation to a great nation. This is something we can remember in our own lives. We can so often look at someone else or someone else's purpose and forget that God has something unique for us. We don't need to compare. We don't need to look left or right or try to manipulate from God what is already ours. He's got something great in plan for your life. You don't need to manipulate Him. He already wants to give it to you because He's a God that blesses. He's a God that wants to give us the very best. What is the small step we can take to walk out this truth? Seek a fresh encounter with Jesus daily. Sometimes we think a God encounter has to look a certain way or we need to be in church or be listening to someone else preach or, you know, do certain things. But God wants an intimate relationship with each one of us. And going to church is awesome. Listening to a message is awesome. That's why I'm speaking here today. I'm hoping that it's enriching your life. But let me tell you, God wants to connect with you personally. He doesn't just want to connect with you through me or your auntie or your mum or your dad. He wants to connect with you personally. And it's a great place to start some, sometimes. If we've shared our faith with someone, you know, they, they do find it easier to come to you and ask questions. That's awesome. But ultimately, we want to show people that people can come to Jesus for themselves. It's not enough to live off someone else's God encounter. Jacob's mum knew the truth that God had declared over her boys in her womb, but Jacob needed to encounter God 
for himself. We need to encounter God for ourselves. Growing up in a Christian home or going to church every week does not mean that you've encountered God for yourself in a personal way. You know, sometimes people say to me, oh, can you pray for me? And of course, it's an opportunity to pray for them. And we've, we're meant to come together and we're stronger together. Our faith is, you know, combined. And that's a great thing. But ultimately, God wants us to come to Him for ourselves and encounter Him personally. That verse I read towards the beginning of this message from Ephesians 2 verse 10 says that we, we are joined to Jesus and we need to be personally joined to Jesus. That's his plan for our lives. And that's how the bigger picture unravels as we're continually joined to Jesus. And we might make that decision once and it is life altering, but we need to keep coming back to that decision. We need to keep coming back to that place of encounter because, you know, it's so easy to drift from that place of encounter with Jesus. So we need to come back and there's always something fresh in Jesus. Whether he's done incredible things in your past, you know, it's still so powerful to come and have a fresh encounter with Jesus. And we can do that by reading his word. We can do that by spending some time in in worship. It's, you know, it's so unique the way that we connect with God. I often find that I love to go for walks. I love walking. And of course, it's amazing if I get to walk next to the beach or something beautiful. Often it's just around the streets in my home because it's a bit more practical. But I always feel closer to God personally when I go for what I like to call a prayer walk. So find out what it is for you, how God's designed you to connect with Him personally and have that encounter with Him because everything will change through encounters with Jesus. You know, so often I think it's not the huge moments or the things we think it's going to be that change us the most. It's the small shifts in our heart as God corrects, as God brings us back to the truth of His Word. That's what so often changes is that inward small changes that He brings to change our worldview, to shift our focus back onto Him. That puts us back on that path of the purpose that He has for each one of our lives. You know, we don't have to be good enough. It doesn't even have to make sense. But making that decision, each step that we take, makes more and more sense as we choose to follow Jesus. Our design makes sense when we meet our Creator. We have a unique purpose in our lives and we truly discover it and live it out in context of relationship with Him. So often you hear comments like, oh, I wish I had straight hair if you have curly hair or I wish this, I wish that. But as we embrace our uniqueness, as we embrace the design that God has for our lives, we realise that there's a huge purpose behind that and that we're actually purpose built for our purpose, that we're designed for our destiny and He's made us exactly how we need to be. The best parts about us and even the worst, He'll use it all to package it up for our good and the good of others because our purpose is bigger than our own plans. And you know, a pivotal, pivotal moment in understanding this is having that first 
encounter with Jesus. And like I said just a few moments ago, you actually might not understand it all right now. But saying yes to Jesus is a small step in understanding who he is and what he's created you for. And so even right now, you might feel unsure of what you believe or you're thinking back to how I talked about all the inputs we all have in our lives that make up our worldview. And you're not exactly sure what you believe or maybe you were sure at one stage and now you're not. It's actually okay. You know, it's okay to question I really truly believe that God has designed us with intelligence. You know, He wants us to question and He's big enough to handle our questions. He's big enough to handle the fact that we we struggle with this. It's a it's actually faith that we go, you know what, I'm going to trust what I don't necessarily see or what I don't necessarily understand fully. I'm going to just take a small step towards you, Jesus. And he meets us exactly where we're at. And he walks with us. And as we start to read his word, as we walk alongside other believing people, we start to make sense more and more of who Jesus is and the plan that he has for our lives. Hi, I'm Richard Kabaki and pastor of Lifehouse Church. Just wanted to say thank you for listening to this message and I hope and pray that you feel that it's added value to your life. My greatest desire is to see people develop a personal relationship with Jesus, which can begin by praying a very simple prayer. I'm going to pray that prayer right now and if you'd like to begin that relationship, you can just repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I need you in my life. I choose you as my only hope of being forgiven. Please come into my life and let me begin a relationship with you that will last for all eternity. If you've prayed that prayer, we would love to know about it and celebrate your fantastic decision. You can do that by sending an email to mydecision at lifehouse.com.au. We look forward to hearing from you.